You know, there may be some good things that come out of this. And what do you think? Might something good come from this coronavirus era that we're living through right now? That's Barry McKnight. He's the Programming and Community Engagement Coordinator for the La Crosse Public Library System. And we're going to talk about how he and his family and how the libraries themselves are adjusting to this new normal, hopefully temporary normal that we are finding ourselves in right now. That's coming up on Around River City. It's the podcast from AroundRiverCity.com, produced by Midwest Family of Lacrosse. I'm Ken Cooper. Thanks for joining us, and we'll get right into our conversation after this. I'm Ken Cooper, and welcome back to Around River City. As we sat down with Barry McKnight to talk about the library, it just seems like every conversation these days has to start out with, how are you doing? Doing okay, you know. I think just like everybody else, probably the safer at home restrictions have. We're kind of getting tired of them a little bit, but of course it's it's necessary. But uh, you know, I think everybody maybe is getting a little bit of cabin fever, especially as the weather starts. Yeah, to- and and you have a you have a child, right? I do. Yep, I have a daughter, so been trying to keep her on track with her schoolwork, but also kind of keep her occupied and. That's been a challenge sometimes. <laughs> so, so which one of you is actually better at staying focused throughout the day? Uh, hmm, that's a good question. Probably me at this point. She was pretty good for the first week or so. Yeah. And what grade is she in? She is in kindergarten. My daughter is in fifth grade, and I don't know where she got this from, maybe from her mother, but she has been taking her at-home schooling very seriously. I, <laughs> she did not get that from me. But it's really cool to see her actually putting the time in. Right, right. That's great. These will be days that all these kids are going to remember their whole lives, don't you think? I think so. It's such an unusual circumstance. I mean, a historic event. So Yeah, absolutely. And things have changed for you professionally, too. I mean, you've got all these beautiful library buildings filled with these beautiful library books that we really can't go in and, and touch and read. Yeah, it's it's been interesting, you know. Uh, libraries, just in general, occupy this great place in our our community, our society, where you know you have um, this broad cross section of the public coming into the building for a variety of reasons, for materials, you know, books and movies and that kind of thing, for classes to you know use some of our services it's really a crossroads of our community and it's one of the few places where you can go and there's not really an ex there's not an expectation to spend money. So people come there for this kind of different reason, but that very thing that made that makes libraries so fantastic in that regard is of course problematic in this time. Right. So, um, you know, libraries were really, that was a, all public libraries across the state were like, you know, how can we close safely? Um, but also, really keenly feeling the responsibility to our patrons because it isn't just about, you know, books and, and DVDs. It's about access. It's about access to the internet, access to resources, access to uh, information you can trust. Um, and that didn't go, that part of it didn't go away with us closing our physical doors. You know, it's interesting. I think it's easy for a lot of people to forget that for a lot of other people, the library really is all about that access. 
Yeah, absolutely. And it's, you know, the access to the internet, access to printing facilities, you know, and for those people who rely on the library for that, for whatever reason, whether that's by their choice or by their economic circumstance or something like that, for those people, it's a hardship, you know, and for somebody who may be also experiencing unemployment or, you know, bouts of homelessness, the access that the library offers is really not available anywhere else in our community. And it's, it's a lifeline for folks. So that was also part of our responsibility is how to, as best we can continue to, to meet those needs with the closure. What kinds of things are you able to do to continue that responsibility? Well, first, uh, the first thing we decided as the situation was changing back in mid-March and as we approached uh, having to close our facilities was, you know, we offer free Wi-Fi at all three locations of La Crosse Public Library in La Crosse, uh, the main branch, the south branch, and the north side branch. And that's accessible from outside the building. It's accessible from the parking lot, from the sidewalk, from on the property, basically. And what we wanted to do is make sure that that continued and we expanded uh, the hours available for it. So it comes on at 5 a.m. and it goes off at 11 p.m. And that gives folks a window to access the Wi-Fi. There's no password required. It's just accept terms and services. And, you know, one of the reasons we decided to do that is there's a lot of kids who were sent home with all kinds of work to do or instructions to connect and they didn't have a reliable connection, an internet connection at home. So that time frame would allow people, and we've seen it already, people to come to, you know, the library property and they're sitting in their cars with their kids and their kids are accessing the Wi-Fi to do their schoolwork or, you know, that kind of thing. That's a wonderful service and I'm glad to see that it's being used so much and, and taken advantage of. Most of what you offer is now online. Yeah, so that was the other part. So then people are, you know, home and maybe they're home with their kids or maybe they're just working from home or whatever. And we wanted to also, you know, make as much of our resources and programs available online as possible. So we already had many of our digital services existed Previously, things like Overdrive, which lets you check out books, and Hoopla, which is like books and movies. Um, but we want, we've been extra promoting those so that people could know that these things are available to them and uh, access them. And then in addition to that, we've been creating online content to help folks. So we have, you know, our, our fantastic youth services department has been doing story times for kids on Facebook Live chapter a day, lunch with a librarian and things like that. And our uh, reference department and our programming department have also been putting up things like craft videos and book talks. You know, it's just been occurring to me that I think, gosh, I hesitate to say a positive that has come out of all of this, but I, I really think it is actually. I have seen so many people who do what you do and other people who are presenting something of themselves to the public, uh, musicians, artists, and things like that, and businesses, too, have to come up with creative ways to do what they've always done, but in a in a different way. And that that creativity, I think, has been a good thing. Yeah, I think so, you know, and, and, and that is that is sort of a silver lining to this. And, and similarly, before this, we might have, the library might have talked about, oh, we should be offering some 
more some of our programs and streaming and the question was like well is there an audience for that you know are people going to want to do that well now clearly there is a lot of people have become <laughs> yeah. very familiar with you know uh, using zoom or, or microsoft teams or google hangouts or something like that to connect with friends and family and and they're certainly going to be doing it for uh they've been doing it for library programs you know i've been wondering a lot about all the the different ways that we are living our lives right now socially personally uh in business and i've been wondering how much of of the way we've changed as people and as a society is going to stay the same after this is all over I think, um, you know, that's a fantastic question. I think a lot of us have been, have been thinking about that. And my previous background before libraries is, is as a historian. And so I've been thinking a lot about past events and, and the changes that they have created uh, in the short term and the long term. And I think the long term, we probably don't know quite yet, but it's, you know, things like social distancing, that's not going to go away anytime soon. And, um, you know, how we, how we interact with each other in public spaces and online. Um, I think that may cause some, you know, changes in our, our social lives for, for certain. But yeah, I think this is going to be a event that will, uh, shape our lives for, you know, years to come. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I am so curious, uh, if I'm lucky enough to be here in 20, uh, or so years, my daughter is 10 right now, but I cannot wait to talk to her at that age, 20 years from now, and get her memories of this as a, as a 10-year-old going through all of this. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, I mean, I've kind of been thinking about that for my daughter. She's, she's six, and, you know, it's going to – it'll affect her schooling, you know, the, the rest of her time she's in school in different ways, and, you know, and especially as – K through 12 schools and universities are looking at ways to kind of try to be more resilient in this way with having more online instruction and things like that. You, you wonder what, boy, when she graduates, what's school going to look like? And, you know, it seems kind of funny, but, you know, we, we think about those kids that spend all of their time in their bedrooms playing their video games and they're looking around like, what, what's, what's different about this world, you know? Yeah, I mean, that is going to be a downside, I think, of is it going to reinforce kind of an introverted lifestyle or, you know, maybe it'll it'll make it so that when we do have kind of face-to-face interactions with folks that those are, we're more thoughtful about them and kind of less unautomatic. Well, well, here's, here's, here's a good example, actually, of that and, and not being so unautomatic. And I hadn't thought about it till just now, but when I set up this interview, I mean, this is a podcast. There's no visual involved, but we wanted to do this via Zoom, and I, w- I wanted us both to have our video on because it, you know, it. When you're having a conversation, I think we as humans need to be face to face. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It, so I think you know there may be some good things that come out of this, and and that may be one of them, kind of a. A different way we communicate or we recognize this necessity to kind of you know see each other and have real communication i i guess i didn't really realize how much of my life was being lived on automatic until now yeah for sure so what's the best way for somebody to find out all these new things that are going on with the library yeah that's uh that's been a kind of a challenge there's a few ways one would be our our 
Facebook page, but also our website, which is lacrosselibrary.org. We'll be hosting our some of our videos there, things, you know, things that maybe we had shared out on social media, YouTube, craft videos and the like. They'll also be living there. And then, you know, we've been putting things on our local event calendars, but indicating that they're online programs and certainly uh, you can access the library's event calendar from the homepage as well, and you can see all the different offerings we're having. All right. And we'll make sure, of course, that uh, as much information about what you have going on is up at aroundrivercity.com as well. Barry, thank you so much for the time, and good luck. Stay well, stay happy, and stay safe. Yeah, you too. And thank you for having me on. It's been a, it's been a pleasure. That was a great conversation with Barry, and there is a lot more that the Lacrosse Public Libraries have to offer you that we didn't have a chance to get to today on Around River City. You can find out about all kinds of fun events at their websites and also at AroundRiverCity.com. And by the way, if you're part of an organization and you have an event coming up or you want to let people know about some of your services, it's absolutely free to post at AroundRiverCity.com. I'm Ken Cooper. Thanks for listening, and I hope you can join me again for another great conversation from Around River City.